Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. On today's episode of Perpetual Traffic. Well, there's a running joke about, uh, is it cause, it's a genius, right? You're the genius? I'm, 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 yeah, boy genius. Okay, boy genius. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm staring 40 down the barrel. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I just think it's my like youthful exuberance that got the boy in there. It's your positive, constant positive attitude, which I just hate. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is a show where we share cutting-edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic and conversion. You know, we'll even talk a little social media, maybe some agency stuff here today. Cost some money. Think about that. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, you're down with it? Really excited to have on this week's show, uh, Nick Shackelford. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Structured Agency, Constant Creative, Geek Out. He's also helped solve the Middle East crisis. He's pretty close to solving global warming and getting the first man on Mars. I'm, I'm fairly certain Nick pretty much does it all. In addition to all those things, we're pretty excited to have him here on this week's show because we're going to talk all of those things as well as his first Mars landing. Cass, I'm really excited to talk to uh, to Nick today on how he is the king of the Twitterverse and how he's been able to do it in less than, what, like six months or something crazy like that, as well as we're also going to be talking about some agency things, where we think agencies in general are going in 2022. It's good news and bad news there, ladies and gents as well as the latest updates uh, from our friends over at Facebook and all the iOS goofiness that's been going on. So stick around. We're going to get into the interview with Nick in just a second, right after this quick break. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddies Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. 
And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right. Well, you're Nick Shackelford. What do you what do you want to talk about? How about that? We start there because like you can you've got a lot of yeah. Let's jump into it. So let's let's talk about this. So we have so what 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 happens with the growth that we've had in 2020 and then the non-growth that we've had in 2021. And then, or not the non-growth, the more like the stagnation of where we were in terms of brands, our own companies, ourselves, and what we could anticipate what happens in 2022. You you just got done, Ralph, talking about like, yeah, like I see you, you're all over Twitter. Like you're posting left and right. And I'll, I'm going to double down on that real quick is we've always created content on the YouTubes and on Facebook. That is like that. It's like algorithmic reach. You can't really get too much out of like the people that are already following and engaging you. Then we jumped into Twitter like aggressively, super aggressive, talking about. Like, when was this, Nick? Like, what what yeah. date approximately it, did you move over to the, the Twitter Twitter sphere? It was right after Valentine's Day. It was like literally the the, the two days after Valentine's Day, twenty twenty one. Okay, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and really? This, okay, that recent. Interesting. Very recent because and here's so we have a I have a, a part of my name. His name is Chase Chase Diamond. He does a lot of email. And he, he was like, oh, let's, who can get to the first, who can get to the 10,000 followers? We're like, all right, let's go. And we were doing three to five to 10 tweets a day, just on shenanigans, nothing legitimate, nothing, nothing that was like actual value providing. You're just trying to get and understand the network, understand the platform. And then we found our niche. Like we found like, he talks about his family. He talks about email growth. He talks about um, business development. Mine's like, I'll do, I'm building where we, we just purchased a cabin. I'm building a cabin. So I'm talking about the updates and how we're going through it. I'm not a handyman. Don't let the beard fool you. Like I can't do shit. Like I might look burly, but that's just my size and weight. Beards um, are like the new takeaway. If somebody has a beard, I just assume they can't change a tire. You know, like they've never seen, they've never seen a beard. <laughs> just, beards and tattoos. You know, like a neck tattoo used to mean like, oh, I'm about to be murdered. And now it's like, oh, you probably drink organic coffee. And like, I have no idea what to do. It's like anybody with a tear tattoo, you're like, no, he's just sad. He wants everyone to know how sad he's, 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 he's just sensitive. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm like I'm like documenting the lack of manliness that I have. And Twitter is just like this raw <laughs> the, the amount of like I it, it literally is like kind of like a cesspool. Like you're gonna post and comment and create something, and you're gonna like, how did you take that quote that I talked about driving up a mountain to like hating small children in Mexico? Like, how did I get here? Where am I? What just happened? And that that's Twitter for you. And then all of a sudden you have uh, Gary Vaynerchuk commenting on like, oh, this is a really nice talk you just had about NFTs. So I was like, how did I get here? What did that happened? really happen? Did Gary V comment on one of your things? He did on actually it was our it was he jumped in a clubhouse talk of mine where we had on uh, NFTs. And then that's how Gary V and I are now following each other and engaging and talking about shenanigans in the meta world. So th- this is wow. maybe unfair to say, but I want to throw a mild um, objection. Because all of our listeners are not Nick Shackelford. Like you have an audience, 
you have a partner that you know does email you, you people know who you are you you're, you're at a point to where i would listen if i knew you were there what about like i'm Qasem Aslam. i don't have what you've got if i went to twitter i feel like it would be you know the tree falls in the forest nobody hears it type of thing so i agree with you i agree that i think me having an audience made it easier if i was going to promote on the current owned audiences that i had instagram and facebook Twitter was no self-promotion. It was pure content creation. And yes, it did help knowing that there's other people in this group that can produce and, and reshare, retweet my content, kind of like back in the old days with like engagement groups on Instagram. So yes, I do believe the growth will be there, but there are people that are just beginning that are creating and posting on an engagement and on, on like a consistent basis that's really driving where the growth is going to be. So yeah, you don't need to be a Nick Shockford or, or have an established relationship or friendships that are able to promote you around. It's the consistency in which you're posting and sharing. And if you actually drop some good stuff, it's going to go where it needs to go. It's going to get the retreats and the follows. And there's two tools that we use for this. One is called Typefully, T-Y-P-E-F-U-L-L-Y. And it's like you can it shows your growth. It shows how you can like pre-schedule a lot of content. And then TweetHunter.io, which is the the true the true genius behind a lot of it because it's going to pull tweets that did well in like 2017 2018 2019 talking about like the type of things that you want to be talking about for me agency creative content growth advertising digital and so i'm I'm just sifting through what's already worked before and there's a structure of what works and doesn't work in twitter it's like are you going to be bold and you're going to make a claim in a statement and you can have evidence to back it up or are you going to be a little bit more contrarian and be like, yeah, that's rah, rah, rah. Like, I'm, I support you on that. I'm going to retweet that or, or get engaged with it. So, and Ralph, you you have plenty of experiences to share on this stuff, especially with that, uh, the, the, the length in which you've been doing this. Uh, you have plenty to share. And I think that's called you old, Ralph. Did you hear that? No, no, no. no that's <laughs> that, not the word. That was the nicest way Nick ever brought up the 1918. <laughs> it was my first tweet, 1918. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I believe it was a February. It was a, it was a cold night. <laughs> uh, no, it's interesting. Red coats. <laughs> That's the wrong war. 1918 was the end of World War One. Come on, yeah, get your, get your wars coats, right. Yeah. See, so typical for an almost 40 year old. Um, Damn millennials. As I insult his age, how old are you anyway, Nick? If you don't mind me asking. Just, I just turned 31 in October. So he's even younger. See, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I don't know what knocking on the door of 40 is, but that probably means you're like 32. Gosh, I'm 36. <laughs> Jesus. I'm dying. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, young you know, Yeah. <laughs> so well, here's what's funny, man, is if anybody else came on this show and started talking Twitter, I don't think I'd post the episode. I'd be like, all right, well, this guy's batshit insane. We're definitely not. But the fact that, I mean, you're, you're smarter than I am. You're wealthier than I am. You're more famous than I am. And you're telling me that this thing that I thought was dead four years ago hmm. is actually proving viable. And you think other people should go pursue Twitter. I do. I, I, I swear on, I, I was all in on Instagram and Facebook. That was like, those are my mediums. And I've never seen the type of growth and the consistent growth and the reach that is not driven by those that have engaged with your shit before like this. And I'm not, I'm not running ads there. I'm not, I'm not promoting anything there. I'm just engaging. I'm just creating content and just sharing. Dude, you just blew my mind again. You run zero paid on Twitter? Zero paid on Twitter. No, let me, um, I, I, let me take this back. I'll, I'll re reword this. I boost posts, but I don't consider that paid. 
like I'll put a 50 bucks in. It's like, oh, that's getting some good organic. I'm going to get a little bit of, a little bit of juice on this. Um, but I'm not running anything outside of uh, what you see. And if it says like I let's the one out that I have currently running is like the 11 basics of or the 11 learnings I've found in being an entrepreneur in 2021. And then it's like 11, 11 thoughts and, and frameworks of ideas. Stuff that you know you can write if you just sat down and be like, all right, I have an hour. I'm going to write a couple of tweets because it's being very succinct because you have to you have to play within those little bit of words. When you said like something a- earlier that you, if we don't mind revisiting, because I thought it was such a value bomb and then I, I spoke over you, so I'm sorry. But you, you started to give us kind of a list, like a construct for these tweets. You said you have to be bold. You have to be contrarian potential. Like give us those bullet points again. Yeah, I will. And this, I'm learning this all from an individual called J.K. Molina. J, letter J, letter K, Molina. This this guy is behind a lot of the major voices and brands around this in terms of educating us what to content, what to create, how to create it, and, and where to where to create it. Um, and it's it starts with this. It's like it's bold claims that you have evidence supporting it, and it's a thread, like a thread of at least three to five tweets. That's like the money mark, um, and it's a constant reminder of like, hey, retweet that first one. So that the entire reach continues to grow and then drop me your feedback on that. You always kind of like lead that in. Um, second is building in public is something that people really, really, really like. So I'm, I'm completely building constant creative in public. So every single month I'll do an update and I'll drop like our new subscribers, the, the wins, the losses. And then I'm linking the thread for the past like six, seven months that we've been alive and people like joining on and being a part of it. And that's a lot of our growth has been purely from building in public. Um, so it's sharing a little bit of that rawness. And then the one that was like, kind of like it's being bold and being contrarian. It's it's important to make a statement that you can back up, but also sometimes people like to see the city burn. So you, you might want to drop a couple of quotes in there going like, for instance, I'll, I'll pull one up that's been circulating us. Her name is Savannah Sanchez. And she says, she's a she's a smaller freelancer. It's coming on Thursday. <laughs> no, I cannot wait for you to bring this up. So Savannah, I led Savannah at Common Thread when we were uh, both employees there. And she posted recently, she's like a hardcore, I'm a freelancer. I'm not, agencies do it wrong. And she posted this and she's like, I also have 17 creators that are are content creators. I was like, wait, wait, that's kind of an agency. Like you have, you kind of have an agency set up. And so Twitter took it and ran with it. And they, they basically retweeted her and were posting like their different opinions. And all that's to say is like Twitter is so much unfiltered whereas on instagram it's heavy filters on facebook it's kind of long form you're not really going to go like go at people with a quick little jab twitter encourages it because the little amount of content that you can post and that shareability is 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 heavy so you have to have the threshold for pain as far as the fight is concerned if you're going to be on twitter you got to be ready to fight you if you if you're going to die you have to choose to die on that hill or not Mm. yeah did you make that constant did you make that a very intentional decision back February 2021, which I'm astounded by because it's not that long ago no. and you're like a big name on Twitter. So did you make that decision? Like, all right, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to do these three to 10 tweets every single day. I'm going to be all these sorts of things. Did you make that decision back then? Or is it just in your nature to just like dive into stuff no matter what? Like what was the, what was the tipping point? It's a good question. Thank you. Um, this was an intentional challenge between Chase and myself, first one to 10,000 followers, and how do we figure out how to get there? Um, and that, as soon as we started, purely this, I mean, <laughs> it was purely, I want to win this bad. <laughs> purely, purely a voice to voice challenge of like, 
like, fuck you. Like I'm going to get there first. And I did that not works. get there first. Chase actually got there before me. Um, which is like, you need that, right? Like you need your group of guys that are going to be like, yo, what are you going to do? What's new? What do you, what do you got going on right now, man? Cause you're my partner, my lady, she's not going to ask me about like, what's your click growth? Like, I just don't have that. <laughs> I wish you did, but it ain't going to happen. Um, and so Chase and I went in on it. And so now we are, now we're posting two to three to four times and retweeting everybody in our little like group that we're trying to grow. And that to me, and short answer is like, Hey, owning an audience, building an audience is important, right? It really, really is important. But now more than ever, it's like, as we're looking to try and grow like lead gen, like we're a social shop. We do email, we do social, we do all these, all these things that within this uh, traffic world, but owning eyes and, and being top of mind consistently, like that's where I need to be always, always creating, always doing something. Twitter has been so easy to come up with something top of mind or share results. A group that does as well. And you probably know them is like the common thread crew. Like they, they have like a Taylor, Aaron, um, Maddie used to be like an old, an old one of theirs, but they just are, are, are Andrew Ferris. Like they create so much content and they reshare amongst themselves. And I mean, listen, they're ranking organically for Facebook ad agency. And I'm like, what this, how the hell is this even possible? So I'm, I'm coming after them because that's, that's where we need to kind of be. Hmm. Well, I mean, for people who, well, we actually had somebody on here, Dave, Gephardt. I'm going to butcher his name. And he's actually really good at Twitter. He told me as a CEO and gave this advice to our audience, just tweet what you know. Like at the end of the day, like whatever you did, like just start tweeting the stuff that you did that day. I'm like, really? That sounds so boring. But it actually... Right. And that's the interesting thing. It's like you think it's sort of inwardly facing... Like, no, this is really all that important. But it's like the stuff like I posted a video on, this is just a ex random example. I posted a video of like, we're building a garage in Sagamore Beach. This is the reason why I'm here because I don't have a house to live in um, in, in Boston. But, the, but I posted like, oh, it's been two months and all we have is footings in a big hole. And like, that was like the most popular Facebook post I've had like in the last year. It's like, yeah. oh my God, like the stuff that's so mundane, it's still, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. The mundane is interesting to other people. The mundane to myself is interesting to other people. You see what I'm saying? You're, I do know what you're saying. Ralph, I've been following you for at least seven years, at least seven years. I've been doing this for nine. Like you were the early, early influencer to, to like, how am I going to do this? Like, I was, I was an employee at the time. Should I try to jump in and dive in all myself? Do I know how to lead? Do I know how to grow? Do I want to be remote? You talking about anything, like I'm gobbling it up left and right because you've been there, you've done it, and you're currently doing it. Like it's you and I forget that because of the length in which we're doing it, there's a lot of people that are just like waiting for the next thing to go because they might need that answer and they don't even know how to frame the question. Hmm. And you're and you're already in it. Like you're like even I jumped on this, I was like, listen, I cannot wait to talk to you about growth. And like I'm I'm pushing hundred employees as a first time founder of a of a seven uh, as a three figure business owner or three-figure employee headcount business owner, which, listen, that's not the goal. The goal is not to grow the employee count. The goal is to grow the revenue and make sure everyone's established. But I've never done that before. Like, I'm trying Profit to is the goal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, gross <laughs> revenue is a vanity metric. Otherwise, you don't have yeah, so much of a business. But anyway, go, go. there you go. There's my, there's my nugget for you, profit. Boom. And thanks, guys. Next, like, oh, my God. Thanks. That's great. All right. I think we need to pause for a minute just there. I didn't realize the relationship here. I think, Nick, what you just said is so cool and so flattering. Like, Ralph has been this, 
you know, pseudo digital mentor of yours for you said seven years. That's Absolutely. wild. Him, there's, there's like a small, it's a him, Molly, Ezra. Those guys have really paid a lot of like, like I'm, I'm excited to go visit Molly and see like her farm in, in uh, Kentucky to like help the animals and pets like that. Things like this have, I've been able to grow along their personal lives. That makes me go like, Oh, I don't, whatever they're going to drop or share. Like I'm going to consume that because I just like them as people. And I think we forget that. I think we, we have to share that consistently because it's going to help somebody at some point. Dude, I don't mean to take us down this rabbit hole, but I'm going to. Why is it that all digital marketers, when they get enough money, turn into preppers? Have you noticed that? Every single one of them goes and gets a farm <laughs> or a cabin, and they start growing their own food, and they start stocking it. Even if they're not telling you, they're stocking up on guns and ammo. There's something weird here, y'all. And you know that I'm right because you're both laughing hysterically. Every, so every entrepreneur and DM that I know, the minute we stack some chips, we go get some land and like build high walls. There's something strange yeah. about it. Do you know, do you, it's, I'm going to go down with this with you because we just bought a cabin. So yeah, I, I, my, my, my excuse, and I'll call it an excuse is like, we know how to make money without having to be plugged into the grid or without having to be, uh, we need the Wi-Fi. Let's put on that. We, yeah. The closer I am, the, the higher I am, I, I feel like I'm just going to get a better signal. Um, that's my idea. It's just, I'm going to be on the Hill, but it's, we don't need to go into the city to make our cash. So I think that's why we're like, okay, I've done the work. I'm going to try to get out of there. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, but that doesn't I'm speak to why they're growing their own food and, you know, like <laughs> they've got water basins. And dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mastermind. I won't say names because these, these are people that people would know. But people that you would know are like, you know, 50 acres. They've got their own livestock and they're like, they're hunkering down. Anyway, when you said Molly's got a farm, I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense. Of course she does because they all do. <laughs> she's following ezra's suit ezra has like a 300 acre span something i don't even know what he's doing up there Crazy. he's chopping down trees and raising llamas i think he's making his own commune he misses it oh yeah. well it's, uh, yeah. he kind of looks like somebody roots. that would have a commune yeah. yep. i'd I join his cult from. yeah for sure <laughs> so nick I'm, I'm looking at your your what do i call it? your twitter feed your, yeah. your feed yeah the feed. um and and nothing about this is mundane, dude. Every like what you post is hysterical. And my favorite one, which will probably get both of us canceled, but you've got this tweet, and it's uh, you either die as a founder or you either die as a founder-run company or live long enough to see your company run by an Indian dude. Yep. Which is which is but the funniest thing about it isn't just the tweet, it's the responses. Cause then right beneath that is some Indian dude saying, Do I have permission to run structure? <laughs> <laughs> So this is, you know where this came from, right? This came from the yeah, Microsoft, CEO, Twitter, the Twitter, yeah. the Twitter CEO stepping down. And I'm like, the the fact that you can share something like that and get the responses, both positive and negative, I love it. Like Facebook, you're like, oh, you're going to see your family there. So you're not going to try and share too many things that are like, uh, it depends on your feed. I've seen a lot of left-wing, right-wing stuff being posted on, on the Facebooks. But Twitter, like they... It is again the reach is just ridiculous. Who's going to comment on it and when? Dude, this, this doesn't scare you because here's the thing, and I'm well. Let's get political because I actually think this is necessary. I think this is necessary to the conversation. If I post a video, I, I love. There's a clinical psychologist out of Toronto named Jordan Peterson, who I love passionately. He's like my digital father. And what's interesting about Jordan Peterson is I don't think that man has ever said anything incendiary, ever that that could you could really hold his feet to the fire on. However, if I post a video of Jordan Peterson. On my Facebook feed, I have people unfriend me, message me, th somebody threatened a negative view on my business. Like, if I go to Twitter and say something, and I, dude, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you posted. I don't think this is mean, malicious, racist, or any of the above. But I can see the snowflakes of the world 
taking the tweet that you just posted and calling it those things. And I don't know that I want to bear the brunt of that. Like, like that doesn't, mm. there's no, is there a part of you that's worried or are you just like, man, screw it. It's part of the game. No, I used to not, I would say 20, 20, 17, 18, 19. It was, this was in the building of like the, the, the personal brand building and the three things that we have, which is geek out structured and constant, like being the, unfortunately, unfortunately, depending on what, it, however you want to look at it, the reputation provides business and provides growth. This is, this is something that I've had to step into and lean into. And my founders and the partners that we have go like, look, I, you, you might be off some days and you might feel it like you don't want to be sharing or posting. But at the end of the day, if you're able to curate the accuracy of the list and the people that want to follow you for the things that you're sharing, that's a more aggregated and it's more uh, unique list to you. So at the end of the day, am I nervous? Absolutely. Have I gotten shit that people talk about and bring it up to me? Absolutely. But if, if the tribe of the uh, Shackleford fans or followers continues to grow and stay solid. That's great because that I know who I can speak to and how I can speak to them on a consistent basis. And not everyone's going to be happy with you. Now I, the things I won't touch, there's things that I won't, I won't specifically talk about. That's for sure. Um, but there's, there's areas in which that if I run it through like the filter of like, do I approve it? Can I, can this go through? Is this malicious in any way? Is this rude in any way? And if I, and I pass those and I'm like, no, then I'm going to, I'm going to share that. Dude, I've seen people getting taken down by the social justice warriors that didn't say anything wrong. They just were on the wrong side of the tweet storm that day. And I wonder, like, maybe, you know, I don't know if, like, J.K. Molina or if, if any of your mentors have a script or a, a plan for addressing or, or tackling that. But as I'm thinking, because all I want to do is copy you. I'm like, this is brilliant. I want to do exactly this. But then elements of this do scare me, and I don't know how to contend with it if you end up, you know, sort of in the, in the eye of the storm. Yeah, I think, I mean, how would you, how would you normally deal with someone wanting to go at you or call you out on if you, if you believe by what you stand, if you say, if you believe in what you said and you stand by what you said, you still, you can't, you can't, you can't retreat. You can't retreat. Yeah, I think that. that's, like, that's a really important point. I think the big mistake that people make is they apologize when they haven't done anything wrong. And in so doing For it, sure. they might, they might like ease the pain in the short term, but, but then they're also they're, they're strengthening the opposition, quote unquote. And I'm not trying to make this an us versus them. And I shouldn't have even used the term social justice warrior. I shouldn't have used that term because it's not it's not a poll. You know, and there are people on both sides of this, quote unquote, fence that do this. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm not trying to lob grenades in either direction. But but I do think that it's dangerous in creating content, especially if that content isn't strictly business related, which is kind of what we're talking about. Like you're you're blurring the lines like it's mm. business. I see a, a picture yeah. of your cabin here that you're building. So it's business, it's personal, it's funny, but but in so doing, you're also putting yourself out there for potential attack. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Ralph, what do you think on it? You have to be willing to put yourself out there. I think there's like the strategy that we're talking about here is obviously as effective for you, but I think there's some personalities, some people that just don't want to be that transparent. Like personally, I don't want to show that much stuff about my personal life. I guess it would be good for business if I was more that way, maybe. but maybe it would, maybe it would, I don't know, but like, I don't know. I think you have to have the personality to be able to think like that. Like I'm going to put myself out there. And I think that's one of those things about social media that for me, even though I guess, you know, we're, you know, we're social media personalities being on the show to a certain degree. It's the one thing I've always sort of struggled with is like, I, I never really made that decision like you made 
in February of 2021. I was kind of like, eh, I'll do it. I'll see how it, I kind of enjoy it. But some days I'm into it, some days I'm not. And you're like, you've got to be consistent with it. You got to throw down that gauntlet and be all in. And then the other aspect to your success on Twitter is that you are genuinely funny. You know, you're genuinely funny and intelligent. And like, even the controversial stuff is still cool. And it, like, from me, I'm like, yeah, this is Twitter. You can get away with more. They're kind of like what you were saying, but you have to have that personality to be able to go out there and do it. And I think not everybody is that way. Like, is that, or can you become that way? I guess is maybe my question to you, as opposed to just me having this long rambling statement, but let's no. find out from you. Am, am I right or am I wrong? No, you, it's, I was sitting here in like such nodding agreeance with you because it is, it is an, it's a, an agreement where you made with yourself going like, am I going to go do this? I'm going to go do this. Like even, and you have accountability partners. We talked about that briefly with like Chase and I, we, we all share tweets with each other on a consistent basis. Even Savannah and go like, Hey, where's your content? Why are you not posting? How are you not sharing? Cause we've seen the impact on the bottom line with actual business coming through right now. If it was just me doing it to do it because I needed to get my ego feeling a little bit better because I have more followers on a new channel. That's not enough. Like that used to be the Instagram growth thing where you're like, oh, wow, I have great followers. Like that, that has to be, be bottom line driven. And even, even like I'll tie it quickly back to business again. We, we, we want to eventually be acquired, right? As an agency, right? Like that's, like that's a long term vision. I think if we can get there consistently with the business that we're growing and in the conversations I've had with PE, VC, or even strategics, they're like, well, Shaq, like, you're going to have to stay on because 90% of the, the deal flow in the business is coming from your personal brand. And I'm going like, this is difficult. Like this is, this is what I have in my head back and forth going like, why, if I were to ever stop, it's because I am tied to the, the growth. Like Shackleford is structured and constant and geek out. Like it's, it's a part of all three of them. So I'm sitting here going like, how do I build and, and not let it be so myself but then I have my partners and we have like revenue targets and we have all these goals they are like, no, you can't stop. You have to keep going. So I'm on this train and I'm on this treadmill, whether I want to, to believe it or not. I think that might start spark something else in your brain too, is there is a good side and a bad side on this stuff. Do you like to continue to grow an audience? Absolutely. Now, once you've continued, you can't really stop. It's an interesting paradox, what you say there. And I've always sort of used, I mean, obviously I've known Ryan Dice for a long time and I went through, like he was the first digital product that I bought, like 43 split test, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I send it immediately to War Room. Like he loves that story. But the point was, is like, I think he did a tremendous job of transitioning from Ryan Dice, the internet guru to digital marketer. And now the CEO of scalable company and like doing all these other sorts of cool stuff. Like I think like in my mind, I never really wanted to, and I'm just speaking to our audience, but also to you and me is that I never wanted to be the brand. I wanted to have tier 11 mm -hmm. as the brand. Like when people say, yeah, I don't know who Ralph Burns is, but I know tier 11, like that's what I want. You know what I mean? Cause it's like yeah. the personal brand thing is I almost think that it's a it's it it's a detractor to the ultimate goal of like my ultimate goal is to build a, a you know a great brand produce great results for our customers and like that's the thing I really want to do and is it Ralph Burns or is it Tier Eleven? Well, it's Tier Eleven that does that. So does Ralph Burns help Tier Eleven and feed into Tier Eleven? Absolutely. But like Costum, you said it the other day, like, and then another guy said this on a phone call this week, who like 
some equity group, I forget who it was. They're like, yeah, they never heard of you, but they heard of tier 11. I was like, that's what I want it by doing what you're doing. Like what, what is your thought on that? Is it, can you separate out the two? And I see you're a little bit conflicted by it to a certain degree, but you're also having a hell of a lot of fun doing all this stuff too. So like, what, what's your thoughts? No, you're, you're, again, you're spot on what you're, you're, you're preaching to, to my subconscious check. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm feeling it. I'm, 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 I'm I go through this left and right. Cause if we know that it's producing, and it's like rule one, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. That's rule one. Right. So rule, I'm living by that aggressive right now, coming out of 2021, coming into 2022. And it's difficult because let's, let's, I'll, I'll future cast a little bit here. 2022 for us is, we used to not support or push people to, to jump into Amazon PPC or DSP or any sort of those areas because like, Hey, we can't get that information. We can't get the data back. Now we can't neglect it. Like brands need to be on Amazon to a degree, whether you're creating SKU specific or whether you're it's another revenue source or you're blending into your overall net profitability. We have to be there. I'm not an Amazon guy, but I need people that know Amazon that are going to educate me, my team and employees. Do you know what the personal brand does? What we've been able to do, like, and this is, this is, it's actually just hitting me now. This is kind of crazy. Great, great feeling. When, when they see the ability for me to continue to create content around the Facebook digital marketing agency and, and CEO growth stuff, and then someone plugs into me, Chase Diamond, wants to be like, hey, I want to be extremely well-known in, uh, in email and retention. Cool. I can, I can continue to give you a little bit of like the, the roadmap of how to do it, or I can kind of promote you and push you along on my way. Then the next person comes in going like, hey, I want to be pretty well-known in Amazon. Can you help me do that? I've seen you do what you do for yourself, and I've seen what Chase has been able to do for him. Can I come along alongside with you? So I'm over here raising hands going like, who else wants to continue to grow? Why do we have the event business at Geek Out? To continue to give people platforms to connect ideas, to continue to speak and to continue to be like, hey, I actually like this thing. This is something for me to try or our head of design, right? You, you have so many different ways for people to tap in and like, hey, I want to plug into that Wi-Fi router and see like how much I can grow or see what who I can connect with. That to me is the benefit that I'm starting to see. And that comes from the person, right? Rather than just being like structured or the, the company is well known in the area. There's no, there's no relational equity in, in that brand of the, the company from my perspective right here versus like, oh, I have a relational equity with the founder of that company. And I know I'm on a first and last name basis. So that's a little bit of devil's advocate of like, if I can attract the right quality of talent that are wanting that or wanting to become more well known in their space, maybe they're going to come along and they're going to want to plug into what we got going on. Hey, it's Kasim here, and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and 
You've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process. If you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is, that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Let me ask you this. Can a introvert, somebody who's guarded, be a social media star or make it big or get to where you're at on Twitter in a relatively short period of time. Like if it's not in your nature, I suppose you have to sort of force yourself to be able to do it. But I know a lot of our listeners are like, I could never do that. You know, and maybe some of them are saying, I could definitely do that. That's a pretty good roadmap. I'm going to take all the tools that Nick did and I'm going to do the same damn thing. And I'm going to find a buddy and I'm going to boom, I'm going to get 10,000 followers like that. We're not talking to those guys because we've already given them the roadmap. How about the ones in their heads think that they can't do it? Is it possible? I, I, this is a this is a fantastic question. We have an individual on our team, our head of SMS, her name is B Dotery, and we've been trying our best to be like, come on, like you got the content in you, like come on, man, <laughs> just jump on that. We we want her to we want her to really step into it, and I actually think it's it depends on your incentive. It depends on what you want. Like if I were to put a target on her to be like, hey, you grow your book of business that you manage, this you get point. Like you're gonna earn way more if you're the person out front being that well known because you're irreplaceable sales is a is a gift in which you're always valuable new money rewards your old money that's how i frame it to the team is like if you're able to generate and produce new money you have you have all the right to require some of that cash because you're the one generating it right i learned that at common thread i learned that everywhere i go if you generate more you should get a little bit of the the, the, the revenue that you're generating and so when i'm it but that incentive is assuming that she is motivated by cash influx Right. She has to have a, you have to have a little bit of this inside you going like, I want to make more money because I want to be a little bit more well-known in the space, which means if I have more eyes in the space, I might be like new students might be wanting to come and hire me or take me away. So we, me as the company, as the brand needs to understand like, Hey, you're going to be worth more because you're going to be out there and sharing and creating and thinking about that. So I have to compensate you more. Secondly is you have to have this little bit inside you. And I think if you're a full introvert, it's going to be, it's going to be pulling teeth. It's going to be like doing the thing, eating that frog every single morning of creating consistent content that the hard part about this is the, where the growth comes in is the engagement on the thing that you're sharing. Any introvert can sit there and pre-schedule using Typefully or using tweet, tweet All Everybody can use these things and, and create content, but then it's gunning back on there and, and engaging or sharing or commenting back on the things that people are talking about, whether that's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Facebook. That's the tough part. And you have to set the time aside for that. Mm. Yeah, it becomes a commitment and a time allocation question. And the first thing is everyone's motivated in a different way. And like, what is that motivation? Like, 
if this isn't your thing, this isn't your thing. You're never going to be motivated by it, but there might be some, something behind it all. Um, you just have to find whatever that thing is. In your case, it was, it was competition. It seemed like at least initially, yeah. you know, I'm, which I'm, is, it's good. I love running. I love, I love comp. Like if you, if, Ralph, if you text me like Shaq, I'm, I'm going to grow this. So I was like, Ralph, let's fucking go, baby. Like we're going to, we're going to do this thing. You mm -hmm. are going to tweet every single day. Here's a content that I'm sharing. What do you got going this week? You want to do a thread? Okay. What are you going to talk about? Family balance, et cetera. I would hold you so accountable to this growth that I would be, I would take it personal if you didn't hit your goal. I'm getting exhausted just thinking about it. <laughs> it's my it's my energy. I need I need to dial it back. My hand my hands are cramping up on my phone as I as I speak. Let's say somebody's in on the deal. Like let's say that you know we haven't they're they're hurdling the objections we're throwing up. How much time does it take? Like yeah. on a daily basis, what's the what's the clock? Okay, thank you. We so this is depending on how your companies are set up or how how your like back and forth engagement happens with your team. Mondays is my day of creating. So Monday is I finish my company wide calls. I finish our gratitude. I finish all of our like uh, planning for the week, and then I set aside Wait, about. There, Nick, you said you finish our gratitude. What is that? Yeah, I love to, if we're going to talk about like what we what we do uniquely on Slack. It's something that I've we do it every single day. every single Monday is our our we only have one company wide standing um, amongst everybody, and it's uh, it's your what are you grateful for and what do you plan on what do you promise to get done this week. And so everybody jumps on um, 8.30 PST. And as soon as we get on there, we start alphabetical order and it's, it's grown. So like if you're, if you're, if we have a guy on our team named Zeb and sorry, Zeb, you're always going to be last unless I reverse it to you. Um, unless he changes his name. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm Zeb, formerly known Zeb, but you guys need to call me a Zeb. I'm like, oh, you can't do yeah. that, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. So Cassine, they, they jump on and they go, hey, Here's what I'm grateful for. And here's what I promise to get done. So for example, um, we'll do like, I was, I was extremely grateful that my, and this is what I shared yesterday, uh, today is Tuesday. So my partner, I asked her, I was like, Hey, like, have I been annoying you lately? And is there anything that you think I can work on? Like I just straight up asked her and she was like, absolutely. You've been annoying. And here's the things you need to work on. And I was like, I did not anticipate this. This was supposed to be a rhetorical. Um, and she just laid into me and I was like, I'm very grateful. The fact that she loves me enough to give me the things I need to work on. That is like something well, I think it's cool that you'd ask for that feedback in the first place. Hmm. Oh, dude, this is, I, I predicate my life on feedback. If you don't know what you're doing or how you're doing it, like that would have to be the, if, as you learn to know me and learn to like get it, understand is like the, the ability to be like extremely analytical on myself happens because of the close people I have around me are, are able to like speak into you. Like if you don't have anyone speaking into you, whether it's a personal or professional level, it's really difficult to get like a gut check of like, am I progressing? Like, have I changed the ways that I have been? And your partner is, is the most important person that you have. Cause she or he will know you personally or professionally and knows your energy, knows, knows how you're feeling. So I, I ask her often and trust me, I, me asking that for feedback means like, I, I cannot wait to give her feedback. So it's a two ways, two way street on this too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. That, that, that was going to be my question. actually. <laughs> 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 All right. Now that you ripped me, let me tell you what I think about you. Okay. You ready? <laughs> Here we go. So Kat, so Kat, so you're about to ask, like, you have everybody on and doing You got 100 yeah. employees at 8.30 in the morning every Monday saying what they're Dude, I love that. That's so inspiring. I'm going to hmm. steal that from you. Um, this is, I think, the at the level we have, so depending on, because our company is 
worldwide. So we do have the US, we have Ukraine, we have uh, Romania, we have the Philippines, we have Mexico, we have Canada. And so the timing in which we jump on often doesn't mean a lot of the Filipinos or the Ukrainians can jump on at that time. So they'll do a gratitude thread. So like the thread, they'll as soon as we post and comment on that on the main channel, then they'll be like, hey, here's what I'm grateful for. Here's what I plan on getting done. And we've had, we do, we've had people do, uh, we've had people do gender reveals live. We've had people recite poetry that they've done before. We've had um, people share like some deep stuff about it. They, they lost, they lost um, some of their, some of their family members, but then they like, uh, we're excited or happy and thankful for the role. And it brings this like crazy experience because if you don't practice gratitude on a day-to-day basis and then you jump on and you have 60, 70, 80, sometimes 100 people just going like, here's what I'm grateful for. And you don't feel that, yeah. you got you got stuff wrong, like something different within you, you know? Well, it sets the culture so well. It's what I asked the question and, and I learned this from my friend Calvin Corelli. He's the CEO of Simplero. Ralph, you probably know him. He's in War Room. And one of the questions Calvin asks during interviews is, do you think you're lucky? Would you consider yourself Ooh. a lucky person? And and generally, you know, luck is ethereal, ephemeral, whatever. It's fleeting. But the person that thinks that they're lucky tends to be kind of positive thinking. They look at the bright side. And then the thing that I follow up with is, what are you grateful for? And I want somebody, like, if they're quick with it, I know they practice gratitude regularly. And if they're not, if they have to think about it, that's not to say I'm not going to hire them. But it's just, it's a nice little insight into their psyche. But, dude, I love the idea of planting a flag and saying, hey, y'all, we're doing this together every Monday. And Monday's the right day to do it, too. You know, Friday, it's easy to be grateful. Monday's tough. Monday's a tough day for <laughs> gratitude. <laughs> That's why you do it. You, you eat that frog. Oh, good catch. So got it. Um, they're literally, they're, this is, Kasim, you nailed it, dude. This is, if you can get people to do, the first thing is to be extremely grateful. How do you have a bad call? Or how do you have a bad meeting? Or how do you have a bad thought right after this? Especially if you just like been, oh, you assume that everyone's super plugged in listening to it. Like, obviously you want to do your best, but it's the only meeting that I'd make sure that if you aren't going to be there, you have to submit your gratitude to somebody else. And you have to, the person that you give it does your own gratitude for you. So if you miss that, you don't get to miss it. Like somebody else is going to cover you, then you're expressing their gratitude. So I digress. So, so that, I think there was something I was talking about before this, but this yeah, is- you're telling us how long it's going to take. How long is it going to take? If I want to get into Twitter and what's I want to go What's your schedule? Yeah, what's the right. schedule? Okay. So on- the the point is you need at least two so the re, the tools that we have the tweet hundred io and typefully those two are what allows you to not have a tremendous amount of time spent into this because it does take some research on the type of quality of content that you want to share and i'll share an example specifically for me what has been working great for me is providing resources in the digital world for whether you're a designer your media buyer personal finance like i'll, I'll list out 10 things that i've either personally used or a close friend of mine has used that takes like, here's what, here's a list of 10 things or a thread of 10 things that I think you guys should find value for yourself. That takes me an hour and a half, especially to type out and retweet some things. So that hour, and that's all just pre-planning and scheduling tweets for the rest of the week. So as soon as I spend my time on Monday for an hour to two hours, sometimes three of it needs to be something that I'm not super up to date with. And all that is like that whole, that whole week is done. You just have to make sure you log back in and like retweet and like and, and hang out with a couple other people on the, on the Twitter sphere. But that's that is it. It's a commitment on a Monday to write yourself wow. some content, and it's not a long post on Facebook. It's not a not a LinkedIn crazy sob story that I see a lot of other people doing. It's just a it's less than one hundred sixty characters. With that, people in order to get visibility, some of the stuff people are putting out there. Like I think funny, personal, that stuff's great. But then like some of this like. You know, it's this great. overshare, it's killing me, man. I don't know how to engage with it. 
I'm tra- see, I'm tracking this Twitter stuff or uh, the the LinkedIn stuff extremely closely right now. So if you want to go down this path, I'm I'm all for you. Yeah, it's well, I I I didn't realize it was a trend until you just said something. I thought maybe it was just my echo chamber, but LinkedIn has gotten like a weird <laughs> kind of victimhood. No, where yeah. people no, are no, being no, rewarded no. for negativity. No, no, because it, because the platform itself is so taboo to share personal to share personal. Uh, news and information when you go against that grain so aggressively and it's like very long form it's like a vs it's like basically a yeah. sales letter every single time like oh my gosh i can't believe that was the, and the one that goes viral is yeah this one dog which is rude and then i that dog was the one i was going to hire eventually there's butchered that but there's um a long long tweet about this but essentially it's it's like a shock to the system of what everybody else is sharing and engaging with and so as soon as you see like this business lesson hidden within like a personal change and like pain that you went through everyone's like i can't believe your growth you're such a great human <laughs> oh what a brilliant assessment that is dude you're mm. absolutely right because it is contrarian it's to your yeah. earlier point about twitter because ralph as you but said it's like, a, you, but it's on you, linkedin <laughs> exactly you 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 said it. you're like i don't know if that's what i need to do for my business mm-hmm. and i would ask you like for, for we've never had to be this is for any other business. We've never had to do paid marketing to get leisure clients. We've been blessed with the, the ability to like create content and people come come for it. In 2022, I have to go the opposite way. We have to go company first, case studies first, and that to me is uncomfortable. Like I'm sitting here going like, no, 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 but let me let me let me talk about my stuff. Let me talk about what I can do or or what experiences I've done. And I'm sitting here in this position of like I feel uncomfortable to now have to let the company be the reason why someone would sign on rather than a Nick or Chase or, or Jake, et cetera. So that, that to me is like, I can't even get my brain around that. All right. So thank you for listening. That was part one of our two-part episode here with Nick the Shack, Shackleford. And for all the resources that we mentioned on this week's show, head on over to perpetualtraffic.com. Check out this episode. We'll have a lot of links in there for all the cool tools that Nick is using and uh, you got to stay tuned. We're going to continue on that conversation and talk more about the future of advertising, Facebook advertising in general, iOS, his take on that, as well as agency life. So if you're an agency owner, you will definitely want to tune into that. Three guys running agencies, all in very different niches. I think you'll uh, get a lot from that in next week's show. So make sure that you subscribe if you do. Uh, leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. We will mention you in a shout out and you will be perpetual traffic famous, at least for 10 or 15 seconds of your life. You can listen to it over and over and share it with your friends and brag about it. Uh, so make sure you do that and go back and listen to previous episodes. We'll leave a couple of links to in the show notes to previous episodes that we do mention on today's show. So until next week, and on behalf of my awesome co-host, Kas Maslam, see you. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic 